Welcome to the Freemasons Podcast, coming to you live from Morningstar Lodge number 47. Leave your aprons at the door, my brothers. Freemasons podcast with your host, Ray Worshipful Brother George Mudry, Worshipful Brother Joe, and Worshipful Brother Ken. We're here today after a little bit of a break because we had Father's Day and what the hell else we have doing before then? Other stuff. Other shit. I was in Ohio. We got a bunch of things going on. End of the Masonic uh, spring season stuff that we were doing. Yeah. And events and whatnot. So I think you were building a ramp one of those days, no? Yes, uh, you, were, you were doing something. Yeah, we had a couple projects going on for yeah. some brothers. But anyway, we're back, and we're, today we're going to be talking about episode 247, The Ancient Charges, as written by Warshaw, most Warshaw brother, Benjamin Franklin. Um, so they're a little bit different than the charges we have today, would you not say? A little bit. Somewhat. Somewhat different. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, but before we do that, let's uh, let's go through some some stuff. Um, five star review, Open X three sixty, uh, one of the best. Five star review, one of my all time favorite podcasts. The podcast is a perfect balance of comedy and information. The podcast is not one of those that makes you feel as if you're sitting in a lecture. It is like sitting around with old friends enjoying a good conversation. Some of our conversations are good. Some, yeah. <laughs> some, some of them, are men's men. Some of them dabble on the edge. Um, as a widow, as a widow, it has been really helpful to listen to the podcast on my commute and at home. Hearing f- friends having fun really helps. So, a widow. Like a widow's son or like an actual, actual widow. widow. A Masonic widow or just a widow? Uh, The information I have gotten on the show has led me to pursue a Masonic path that I hope I will be able to call you brothers in the near future. If I ever am in your area, drinks are on me. Well, Hmm. we won't say no to that. Can't be a widow if he's going to be a brother someday, so. Hmm. Interesting. Sorry to hear that. It kind of sucks. Widower, maybe? Maybe. Mm. Anyway, five-star rule. Uh, Ken, lead this one. sir. Brothers, you got? Does everybody have something? Okay. See. All right, brothers, right hand to arms. Two arms. Two arms. Ready. 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 Aim. Aim. Fire. Good fire. Fire all. Together, brothers. Viva! 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 Uh, Funny how uh, Sunday mornings have changed the the canon. Yes. Yeah, I know. We we go Yeti, these early morning podcasts. Uh, You know, I mean. From the coffee and angst, existential dread. Oh. I mean, also, I mean. Big word, Kenny. Yeah, it's. It was fun. It's fun, you know, coming up here having a, you know, a cannon, you know, full of 
scotch or bourbon or whatever the hell we choose to, mm-hmm. but Sunday morning's probably not the time nor place. <laughs> no. And two, um it's the Lord's day. <laughs> well, the other thing is too is I mean uh, This is the time. I don't want to be drinking that much. Kind of, you know Yeah. I save it for at home when I'm not going anywhere. Exactly. Yes. So responsibility. Yeah, yeah. we 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 matured. <laughs> well, we matured. I'm no. mature. Mature. No? Tyson. Man, it's a foul mouth and mature. Tyson? No? Mike nah. Tyson? Nope. No. Ah, all right. Anyway. Uh so uh, what do you say? We just get into this? Very well. Or do you got something, Ken? I've got Instagram. All right. Go ahead. Oh, Instagram. Uh, so over on Instagram, we have uh, Freddie Mendoza, Joshua Black, Veli Matty Pazanin, uh, somebody who writes in the Cyrillic alphabet, can't help you there, oh. Adan, uh, Fab Rice, Matthias Erickson, Anis Aftab, House of Masonic. I'm sorry to say that with that. Wait, what? An- An- Anis Aftab. Oh, uh, thank okay. you. That's not what I thought he said at first. Uh, Digger 453, Scott Conklin, <laughs> Cody Imhoff. It's Leah, uh, Anthony Monteverde, MD <laughs> Illustration, Jake Holt, Goblin King. Oh, wait, I think I did these guys already. Uh, Tracy Zernak. Hey, Tracy. Oh, hey, Tracy. Hey. Clark Rudy, Ray Romero, Daniel Rispins, Alex Baker, Fraser, uh, Fraser Valley Mini Trucks, and Aaron Farmer. Thank you, brothers and friends. Thank you. Thank us. you, brother. All right, so I pulled this from, and anybody can look this up if you want to see the ancient charges that were written, um, digitalcommons.unl.edu. We're not going to go through the whole damn thing because this thing is a relatively large document. Um, But we're going to do just the charges of of a Freemason extracted from the ancient records of lodges beyond the sea and those of England, Scotland, and Ireland for the use of lodges in London to be read and made read at the making of a new brethren or when the master shall order it. So that's when they used to do it. Um, Ken's bringing it up right now on the computer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. you got to download it. Oh, look at this. It's like a straight-up uh, oh, historical wow. document here. Yes, with it is. Citations and so forth. Uh-huh. And uh, we're gonna, just going to read through these, and these are the ancient charges, and I believe that there are six of them. Number one, of God and religion. Two, of the civil magistrate, supreme and subordinate. Now, that's going to be what we now consider the local government or your yeah. peacefully conformed to the government. And blah, blah, Whoever's blah, blah, blah. writing the laws. Right. Three, of lodges. Four, of masters, wardens, fellows, and apprentices. So they weren't called fellow craft. They were just called fellows. Um, five, of the management of the craft and working. And six, of behavior. Uh, in... The lodge, while constituted, after the lodge is over, and the brethren not gone. So, oh, this doesn't actually talk about uh, your conduct after lodge is over and you, you're you not with your brethren. Ours do, right? I remember. Um, well, charge, I remember something along those lines. Charge uh, number five is at home and in the neighborhood. In the ancient charges. Right. Wait, wait, what? Where do you see that? That's what I'm saying here. Uh, of behavior. So uh, there's, there's subsections of number five. That's six. Six, sorry. Roman numerals. Hey, man, they're hard. <laughs> kind of senator. Because you've got in, in the lodge while constituted is one. And you've got yep. after the lodge is over and the brethren not gone. Not gone. That's what I'm talking two. about. Our right. charges, it talks about your conduct 
outside of Lodge when brothers are gone, like in public. Yep. And that's number three and four. Here. Oh, shit. I didn't yeah, see it over there. Okay, okay. It's on the next page, All right. George. All right. Jesus. Uh, three. When brethren meet without strangers but not in Lodge, in presence of strangers and masons, at home and in the neighborhood towards a strange brother. Okay. Uh, so we're going to go through this one. I, mean, I guess they are kind of similar then, huh? Um, yeah, but mm -hmm. uh, the language is definitely different. Yeah. Within the uh, bet you I read this one perfectly, even though it's old English. Um, Doubt it. <laughs> Not going to happen. Concerning God and religion, number one, a man is obliged by his tenure to, obtain, to obey the moral law, and if he rightly understands the art, he will never be stupid. He will never be a stupid atheist, nor irreligious libertine. But through, oh, but though in a ancient times masons were charged in every country to be of religion, of that country or nation, whatever it was, yet tis now thought more expedient only to oblige them to a, these fuckers back in the day didn't believe in periods, <laughs> did they? They didn't believe in periods at all. Well, it's just you, one continuous run-on <clears throat> goddamn sentence. If you read it in like a standard cadence, it makes you know it flows pretty well. Why actually. don't you do it? In, you do it then, Kenny. Read but, it in old English. But too. though in ancient times masons were charged in every country to be of the religious of that or to be of the religion of that country or nation, whatever it was, yet tis now thought more expedient only to oblige them. To that religion in which all men agree, leaving their particular opinions to themselves, that is, to be good men and true, or men of honor and honesty, by whatever denominations or persuasions they may be distinguished, whereby masonry becomes the center of union. <clears throat> Excuse me. In the means of conciliating true friendship among persons that must else have remained as perpetual at a perpetual distance. Yeah, so, okay, I screwed up a little bit there, too. But that's pretty similar to... What we believe now. Pretty similar. Well, what do we want to break this down? Let's just break this down in layman's terms. Joe, can you break this down in what is like layman's terms so you don't have all this extra hoopla on there? Yeah. Don't be a stupid atheist. <laughs> yeah. One. Don't be a religious libertine, yep. which if I ever start a punk band, that's what it's going to be called. Be a religious yeah. libertine. So I love that. <laughs> and it's like, hey, you know, we're... Ancient times, Masons were responsible for, you know, they were charged their country and blah, blah, blah. But we're going to go over, you know, above and beyond all that and just uh, charge you to the belief in a supreme being, making the uh, the nations and whatever, or however it's worded in there, whatsoever, uh, kind of irrelevant. Yeah, it's kind of basically just saying that. Power. The way I read it was, it was kind of just saying that, uh, you know, even though nations will charge its people to be of one religion we're not going to charge you to be one religion and we're basically going to tell you to keep your opinions to yourself about religion and just believe in a higher power yep. and that all of the moral lessons within the degrees speak basically to all of those com commonalities between all of the major world's yeah. religions right. to be good men and yeah. true Yep. Or what is it? Or men of honor, honesty, and by whatever denominations or persuasions they may be distinguished, which mm. is very similar to Brother Josephus's rule number one. <laughs> Coincidentally, uh, what's that rule? Don't be an asshole. <laughs> or a libertine. Or a libertine. Or an irreligious libertine. Uh, two of the civil magistrate, supreme insubordinate. Go ahead, Kenny. Do it in your voice, though. <clears throat> oh God. 
A mason is a peaceable subject to the civil powers, wherever he resides or works, and is never to be concerned in plots and conspiracies against the peace and welfare of the nation, nor to behave himself undutiful to inferior magistrates, for as masonry hath always been injured by war, bloodshed, and confusion, so ancient kings and princes have been disposed to encourage the craftsmen, because of their peaceableness and loyalty, whereby they may practically whereby they practically answered the cavils of their adversaries and promoted the honor of the fraternity, whoever flourished in times of peace. So that if a brother should be a rebel against the state, he is not to be countenanced in his rebellion. However, he may be pitied as an unhappy man. And if convicted of no other crime, though the loyal brotherhood must and ought to disown his rebellion, and give no umbrage or ground of political jealousy to the government for the time being, they cannot expel him from the lodge, and his relation to it remains indefeasible. <sighs> All right, so... Tough one. Basically what they're saying is to be a peaceable citizen, to to uh, conform to the laws. Um, What's it saying, Art? To humbly submit? Humbly submit, yeah. Like to that. Peaceably submit. Peaceably submit. Um, now, I, I mean, this one has always been a tough one because, I mean, we had the Boston Tea Party. We had the American Revolution. These guys were brothers. I mean, Washington, 13 of his generals, where I think it was 13, of were, were Masons. They were in open, they were called the rebels. They were the open rebellion. Um, and they are told, you know, basically what this is saying is they can't be, they can't be expelled from the lodge, right? Isn't that what it said? Yeah, and that's actually, I'm glad that we read this because I always kind of wondered about this. Remember, we always noodled around the fact that like, well, you know, the Boston Tea Party happened, yep. right? So in our modern charges basically say you're to be a peaceable citizen. Right. You're to, you know, accord to the laws of the land of the jurisdiction in which you reside or whatever. Right. And that's it. Here it basically says, yeah, you got to do that. But if you are to rebel against the state for whatever reason. You're still amazing. Yeah. And the fraternity is not going to have anything to say about that. And we'll say, yeah, you shouldn't do that. But you can't be expelled from the lodge. However, we that's do have. Interesting. That was, I mean, I think that was also broken up into the obligation of the Master Mason degree, and we don't need to get into that, but it basically says that there's two things that are left to a Mason's choosing. Right. Right. So they kind of they kind of threw that into the MM thing, uh, obligation. Um, I... <sighs> but it's, pre it's pretty verbosely so, spelled out here that, like, yeah. you can't be expelled. Right. But it's not good. You shouldn't do it. You can't be expelled from for it. So Wait, I'm if he does it, he's just unhappy. Yeah, he's an unhappy man. He should be pitied. So pity just unhappy. <laughs> we, we pity George. Right, go stay in pity the harbor. Me. What the fuck? What? You're an unhappy man. I'm on. Double <laughs> against the government. Should I work for him? Now you. Do. <laughs> Not always. Um. See, and now that 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 raises the question <clears throat> of modern day. If let's say we take. Uh, the Boston Tea Party, and we supplant that into modern day, you know, in our modern obligations, does that leave the grand, being that it's not written in our charges, <clears throat> does that leave the Grand Lodge the power to expel you, in your opinion? Um, I think if you were to rebel against the government nowadays, yeah. I mean, I, I think, think they, would. they would be empowered to do that. I think they'd run as far away from you as they possibly oh, yeah. could. Uh, 
But I imagine that there's going to be and some. And even back then, though, like clearly it says here that they would disavow the fact, you know, they, they wouldn't countenance or uh, encourage the fact that you're rebelling. But True. But you'd also get brothers of like mind uh, outside oh, that are part of the lodge, but outside in political realms that would prob- that would also back you. So you'd have a schism, if you will. I said it in my best mm. Sean Connery voice. You have a schism. Of brothers that would follow that person. <clears throat> um, three of lodges. Ken, <clears throat> when did you put the wig on? I just just noticed. now. Okay, <laughs> you say I literally just noticed. I don't know if. Let me look at myself in the. Oh yeah, that's bad. <laughs> pull this down a little bit. Okay, it's for over those, the it's over the headphones. For those listening, not watching, Ken is wearing a. It's a powdered wig. Powdered wig. It's a little. <laughs> I could use a comb right now. A lodge is a place where masons assemble and work. Hence, that assembly or duly organized society of masons is called a lodge, and every brother ought to belong to one and is subject to its bylaws and the general regulations. It is either particular or general and will be best understood by attending it and by the regulations of the general or grand lodge hereunto annexed. In ancient times, no master or fellow could be absent from it, especially when warned to appear at it. So when you're summoned, for example... No without incurring a severe censure until it appeared to the master and wardens that pure necessity hindered him. The persons admitted uh, members of the lodge must be good and true men, free-born and of mature and discreet age. No bondsmen, no women, no immoral or scandalous men, but of good report. Chows out. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't have been in, accepted scandal- back then. Am I considered scandalous? You're scandalous. <laughs> Immoral and scandalous. Immoral and scandalous. <laughs> I am of a mature age. <laughs> that is uh, verified. So I have a question on this one. Oh, and I'm asking this because I don't know. What does censure mean? You hear this all the time. Again, if you're watching anything on the news, it's this guy's getting censured. That guy's getting censured. What does it mean? Is that like basically to tell you to shut the fuck up formally? Censure is different than censor. So censure yeah. is like you're being admonished. It's like a strongly worded... Reprimand. <laughs> Reprimand, yeah. uh, right? Yeah. It's a strongly worded ass chewing. Okay. But it's, like, it's like what you do on Yelp these days if you don't like the... <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Okay, That's so central. it's not... They're not telling you basically... They're not putting a gag order on you in a sense. No. You're not a logo. No, it's saying, hey, um, look, we're, we're formally acknowledging that you did something wrong and you're being reprimanded and... Okay. Like, it, it's more of a... It's like a formal charge without actually having any kind of a, a legal weight to it. Yeah. Right? Oh, okay. Maybe they brought you up on Masonic charges yeah. or something if you didn't show up to lodge when you were supposed to. Gotcha. Okay. I didn't know what that meant because I got confused between censor and censure. 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 It's French. All right. Um, like in route. <clears throat> like en route. <laughs> en route. Number four of masters, wardens, fellows, and apprentices. Second, please read. Yep. All preferment among masons is grounded upon real worth and personal merit only. That so the lords may be well served, the brethren not put to shame, nor the royal craft despised. Therefore, no master or warden is chosen by, chosen by seniority, but for his merit. Well, what happened? I've been today? screaming this shit for years, oh, and everybody got the rest of line! Here we go. It is, po- it is impossible to describe these things in writing, and every brother must attend in his place and learn them in a way partic- or peculiar to his fraternity. Only candidates may know, may know 
that no master should take an apprentice unless he has sufficient employment for him. This is starting to sound like some rule, gone rule of Yeah, I was just going to say here, that. Right? It's like yeah. Star Wars shit right here. No, no master can the boy take an apprentice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> unless he has sufficient employment for him and unless he be a perfect youth, having no maim or defect in his body that may render him incapable of learning the art of serving his master's lord and of being made brother. And then a fellow craft in due time even after he has served such a term of years as the custom of the country directs. Years, huh? Holy shit. I guess so, yeah. Um, and that he should be descended of honest parents, that so, when otherwise qualified, he may arrive to the honor of being the warden, and then the master of the lodge, the grand warden, and at length, the grand master of all lodges, according to his merit. All right, can we pause this real quick? I, that's the end of the paragraph. I know that's what I'm saying. Can you pause it real quick? Because there's more to it. But yeah. I like that. That when you take an, when you when you take somebody into the craft, he is in your charge. He's like under you. He's like your Padawan learner. Yeah. I freaking like that, and I think we should get back to that because what we do right now is we have EMR systems and here fill out this petition, and then it's like, here go. You gotta you gotta attend. You gotta do this. Like that person is tied in a sense to that master i like that idea because then i mean we wouldn't be letting just shit bags come to the no through the door because they'd be under the direct supervision of the guy who brought him in yeah not everybody knows somebody when they're joining freemasonry right it's a common misconception that you have to know somebody to become a mason you might know nobody in that lodge right true at the but time that's... that you're petitioning so to have a mentor assigned to you and have somebody that's you know, yeah somebody's got to step sit up. next to you and that should be, I mean, shit, you want to give a job to past masters, here you go. Probably should be whoever signs as your recommender. That's what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. So then, that I mean, it gives a job. Even if, okay, so even if the recommender isn't the, his, you know, let's say the recommender's got another job. Let's say he's the senior deacon or senior warden or something like that. He can't be sitting next to this guy in Lodge and kind of talking him through and telling him, all right, here's what's going on. This is a job for past masters. You know, the yeah. recommender assigned, uh, the past master gets assigned to a new guy, and he's in his freaking charge. And his whole job is to, to, rather than the master getting up at the end of the end of the apprentice degree and doing this whole 30-minute spiel about, well, when you knock once, you sit down. When you knock twice, you stand up. Like, like you know what I mean? Rather right. than the master doing that shit, you have somebody who's like, stand up. And here's why we stand up, because that two knocks. Talking to him on the side and coaching him. And yeah. kind of holding his hand throughout the whole damn process. I, I, I'm I, good with it. I like it. I think we should go back to it. Agreed. Continue. Unless somebody else got something else. Nope. Okay. Um, but they're also talking about, like, officers, too, right? So they're saying, look, if you're, if you're voted into a position, it should not be about seniority. Right. It should be not just purely about merit. Here, here. Totally agree with <clears> that. Uh, no brother can be a warden until he has passed the part of a fellow craft, nor a master until he has acted as a warden, nor grand warden until he has been master of a lodge, nor grand master unless he has been a fellow craft before his election. Kind of similar to what we do today, mm -hmm. right? We have rules about you can't sit as a warden yeah. pro tem unless you were a warden or a past master. You can't be a uh, know-it-all EA and jump to a f grand master. Correct. Um, Although they'll try. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see here. Where did I leave off? 
I should have double clicked. Uh, who is also to uh, be who nobly, is also to be nobly born, or a gentleman of the best fashion, or some eminent <laughs> scholar, or some curious architect, <laughs> or other artist descended from honest parents, and who is of singular great and merit in the opinion of the lodges, and for the better, the easier and the more honorable discharge of his office, the Grand Master has a power to choose his own deputy Grand Master, who must be then or must have been formerly the master of a particular lodge, and has the privilege of acting whatever the Grand Master, his principal, should act, unless she said, principal be present, or interpose his authority by a letter. So that's interesting. Do, do our, yeah, our Grand Master must appoint the no. deputy. No, that's a voted that's position. No, voted, yeah. Yeah. Voted position. So... <laughs> I don't know. When he said uh, a man of good fashion, I just pictured Joe walking out of lodge just with ZZ Top. Women go crazy about a sharp dressed man. Yeah. Goddamn right. <laughs> I, I make this shit look good. <laughs> <laughs> and you have if to find my say so. You got one little paragraph, Ken. That's interesting, though, but it says to have been a fellow craft before his election who is also to be nobly born or a gentleman of the best fashion or a scholar or an architect or an artist. So there were like pretty rigid rules about who can join ascending. Well, no, about who can ascend through the progressive line or yeah. the line, whatever, to leadership of a lodge. That's discrimination. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, they could do that back then. Well, I mean, you go artist descended of honest parents. That's kind of like that's where pretty we fall, encompassing. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I'm an artist. You've seen my dance. Yeah. <laughs> check, out, check out my fashionable wig. It's about time Please that don't. somebody uh, retag <laughs> that on community page. <laughs> Highly fashionable here. Yes. These rulers and governors supreme and subordinate of the ancient lodge are to be obeyed in their respective stations by all brethren, according to the old charges and regulations with all humility, reverence, love, and alacrity. What the hell's alacrity? Is that something you buy like put yes. on a deck or something? Don't you like, yeah, you mix it with water and <laughs> you like, put footings? Yeah. Ah. Wait, isn't that the company you work for? No. <laughs> That's like an anagram, though. If you rearrange those letters, it's like the name of the company I work for. But alacrity, I believe, is like uh, like reverence, worthy oh, of respect, okay. I think, or something. I don't know. I'm probably wrong. I'm going to say it goes along the lines of humility, reverence. Reverence, love, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty self-explanatory. We kind of do that, too. Yeah, so basically, if somebody... Will, you, there's all these rules to get to that position, but once you get to that position, everybody should kind of respect and obey because, mm. yeah. well, essentially, here, you voted for them. Yeah. Right? I, so. I, I, though, I don't know if I've talked about it. Like, you know, people say, like, oh, Freemasonry set up like a dictatorship. No, it's not. It's actually... Very democratic. So rem representative democracy, really. No, I mean, dictatorship is a dictator for life. That's a dictatorship. Yeah. You can't have that after, uh, like, with a one-year term. One-year term, yeah, right. Uh, five, of management of the craft in working. Oh, I have to. <laughs> yeah. You're the only uh, one with the old English accent. Uh, it's not even an accent. I'm just reading, like dude. Pepperidge Farm guy. Yeah, I know. You're slowly getting away from it. All Masons. kind of pissing me off. He's getting away from the freaking... All right. All Masons shall work honestly on working days, that they may live credi creditably on holy days. And oh, that's sure. today. Uh, and the sure. time appointed by the law of the land or confirmed by custom shall be observed. The most expert of the fellow craftsmen shall be chosen or appointed the master or overseer of the Lord's work 
who is to be called master by those who work under him. The craftsmen are to avoid all ill language and to call each other by no disobliging name, George, but brother or fellow, <laughs> and to behave themselves courteously within and without the law. I mean, it's pretty much saying, you know, you don't call, you call a mason brother, you don't call him, hey, asshole. Like, you don't, you don't do that. We've kind of gotten away from that. Yeah. No, we call each other brothers. Yeah, that's true. We don't informal brother asshole. (laughs) Brother asshole. Great. I'm surrounded by assholes. Keep firing assholes. Baseballs. Go ahead. The master, knowing himself to be able of cunning, shall undertake the Lord's work as reasonably as possible, (coughs) and truly dispend his goods as if they were his own. Uh, nor to give more wages to any brother or apprentice than he really may deserve. So basically, be a egalitarian fair leader i think is what we're getting from there with it you're also responsible with your money right treat your treat the lodge's money like it's your own which is pretty standard and that's interesting that they're talking about give more wages capital w wages so like and don't give more wages to one than the other what are the i wonder if they actually mean like literal wages i think they're talking more like figurative like show no preference to one brother over the other treat them all equally all right yeah i wasn't thinking that yeah that's how i read it all right both the master and the masons receiving their wages justly shall be faithful to the lord and honestly finish their work whether task or journey nor put the work to task that hath been accustomed to journey which journey um having difficulty with that one Honestly, finishing their work, whether task or journey. Task. Obviously, we know what task is. Task is going to be, you know. Journey is more like a long-term thing, like yeah. improve self-improvement or whatever. So basically, don't, oh, okay. uh, right. don't dilly-dally. Don't uh, leave things unfinished. Okay. All right. I guess. All right. Yeah, and I said, and nor put the work to task that has been accustomed to journey. So I take that as don't like it's not a check the box. If it's something that's uh, part of the journey, good point. Don't just consider it a task and like check it off and mm. be done with it. Yeah. If it's supposed to be a journey, continue on that journey. Uh, Makes okay. Sense. So it's like uh, Morning Star's car show. If you're like in charge of like you know writing up the flyers, yeah, I did my flyers. I'm good. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go back to playing Xbox now. You know what I mean? Because you're helping out. It's a whole process. Yeah. It's not just one thing to do. Okay. All right. I see. Yeah, that makes sense. Or even if you take it from the standpoint of your degrees and your obligations, it's not, oh, I took it one time and now it doesn't apply. It's like, no, that's that's not a task. That mm. piece is a journey. It's a way of living. Yep. And you mm. must continue it. And you can't just forget about your obligations. Right. Got it. None shall discover envy at the prosperity of a brother, nor supplant him or put him out of his work, if he be capable to finish the same. For no man can finish another's work, so much the Lord's profit, unless he be thoroughly acquainted with the design and drafts of him that began it. Boy, somebody should read that a couple fucking times over. So you can't really take somebody, or I don't know if it's talking about taking credit from somebody, but you can't complete somebody else's work if you don't know the designs of it, right? Oh, I was talking more about the envy of the prosperity of a brother. I mean, I can't tell you how many freaking times somebody doesn't get elected and lodged and somebody else does, and they're pissed off at that brother because he got it and you didn't. Like, that that shit infuriates me. You know, be happy that somebody else got it, you know? Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Yeah, you can't be like, well, he, uh, I don't know. Or supplant, meaning like put him out of, basically try to get him kicked out so that you can take over. Yeah, take his job away from him. Usurper, if you will. Um, 
Yeah, that's, that's, I think that's pretty self-explanatory. Yep, that's... Uh, and I noticed they've been using fellow craftsmen more often. Have you noticed yeah, that? Yeah, I think these are all They went from fellows to fellow craftsmen. The other thing that I'm noticing here is because it's the ancient charges, and this is the way Freemason was set up once upon a time, is you have an apprentice, you have your fellow, and then master is referring to the master of the lodge. Yeah. There was not a master mason degree at that time. Mm. Master yep. was the title associated with the master of the lodge. But mm. the majority of your brethren, like there there were two degrees then, and they would do the entered apprentice degree, and then their fellow craft degree. Mm-hmm. And you went from so fellow fellows cr- or lodge members. Yes. Like that's, yeah. yeah. Yep. And fellows went to wardens and then to master because if you look back up on the top here the top of uh uh number four it says of masters wardens fellows and apprentices which means if you're reading it in reverse it's apprentices fellows wardens then masters right Mm -hmm. so it's it's a little different interesting so when a fellow craftsman is chosen warden of the work under the master shall be true both to master and fellows, shall carefully oversee the work in the master's absence to the Lord's prophet, and his brethren shall obey him. So I think that's pretty standard. Mm. Yep. I mean, you as a warden, whether junior or senior, are expected to take over the lodge in the absence of the master, Correct. right? So yep. same kind of deal. And the fellow craftsman here is, they're referring to just standard lodge members. Mm. You're a fellow craft, you're a mason, a member of the lodge. A younger brother shall be instructed in working to prevent spoiling the materials for want of judgment and for increasing and continuing of brotherly love. All the tools used in working shall be approved by the Grand Lodge. No laborer shall be employed in the proper work of masonry, nor shall Freemasons work with those that are not free without an urgent necessity, nor shall they teach laborers and unaccepted Masons as they should teach a brother or fellow. Don't share the secrets. Talking about secrecy. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. When I first read it, it kind of looked like uh, you can't take a job as an actual stonemason. That's what I thought it was, too. i got to read that twice. That um, seems a little facile, though. Yeah. Uh, let's do six of behavior in lodge when constituted. This one has like six parts. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot here. You are not to hold private committees or separate conversation without leave from the master, nor to talk of anything impertinent or unseemly. nor interrupt the master or wardens or any brother speaking to the master nor behave yourself ludicrously or jestingly while the lodge is engaged in what is serious and solemn nor use any unbecoming language upon any presence whatsoever but to pay due reverence to your master wardens and fellows and put them to worship if any complaint be brought the brother found guilty shall stand to the award and determination of the lodge who are the proper and competent judges of all such controversies, in parentheses, unless you carry it by appeal to the Grand Lodge, which I don't think you can do according to our rules and regs right now. Like it's the Lodge has... Uh, the Lodge has lo- jurisdiction yeah. unless they, the Master asks the Grand Lodge for assistance. Okay. Then mm. the Grand Lodge will step in and assist. But mm. but the brother can't appeal to Correct. the Grand Lodge. The Master has to do that. Yep. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And to whom they ought to be referred unless a lord's work be hindered the meanwhile, in which case a particular reference may be made. But you must never go to law about what concerneth masonry without an absolute necessity apparent to the lodge. So you can't go to a civil magistrate and be like, this guy talked 
nasty about me in Lodge. Yeah, you can't go I, to like your local PD in yeah. modern times and say, oh, this guy, you know, said bad words about me. You can't do that in these times. It's masonry's business. Keep it, keep yep. it within the confines of the Lodge. See, uh, this, is, this is what I'm looking forward to getting to. Behavior after the Lodge is over and the brethren not gone. You may enjoy yourself with innocent mirth, and, and we do. <laughs> Treating one another according to the ability, but avoiding all excess or forcing any brother to eat or drink beyond his inclination, or hindering him from going when his occasions call him, or doing or saying anything offensive, or that may forbid an easy and free conversation, for that would blast our harmony and defeat our laudable purposes. All right. Therefore, no private peaks or quarrels must be brought within the doors of the lodge, far less any quarrels about religion or nations or state policy. We being only as masons of the Catholic religion above mentioned, we are also of all nations, tongues, uh, kindreds, and languages, and are resolved against all politics as what never yet conducted to the welfare of the lodge nor ever will. This charge has been always strictly enjoined and observed but especially ever since the Reformation in Britain or the descent and secession of these nations from the communion of Rome. Hmm. That's interesting. Because um, it basically talks about re religion and politics right off the cuff. I mean, that's still in our thing. That's still, a, that's still a thing. You don't talk about religion or politics. Yeah, and you're still in Lodge, but the brothers aren't gone, right? So this is like after a Lodge meeting. These are the directives okay. for that. Right, so you're still not supposed to be talking about <clears throat> politics or religion, even when you're downstairs in the common room. Right. Um, and uh, what was the other part that I was looking at here? It's funny that they threw in Catholic religion. That kind of, that threw me for a loop. It says it right there. We being only as masons of the Catholic religion above mentioned. Interesting. Mm, yeah, it's, it's that's definitely like not in our shit no more. That's definitely taken out uh, because we don't. They might be saying like the guy, you know, it's Ben Franklin who wrote this. He mm. was Catholic, and maybe some of the other contemporaries in the lodge at the time were Catholic. But mm. I think he also acknowledges the fact that they're from all nations, tongues, kindreds, uh. and languages. And keep in mind, so, like... Even if you're all the same religion, you still shouldn't well, be talking also, about it. They also keep throwing in the Lord, too. That they keep... They drop the, the Lord's work, like, yeah. multiple times. And I think that you're probably looking at still being somewhat... A pretty big division in Britain at the time between the, the Protestants and oh, the Catholics. Yeah. So that was probably a major uh, quarrel of the time. Um and I think they're pretty much saying, yeah, we're not going to do that. We're not going to get into that, especially with that last line where it says, especially ever since the Reformation <clears throat> in Britain. I'm assuming they're referring to the Protestant Reformation. Yep. Um, so especially since then, we're not going to talk about this. Uh, uh, three, behavior of uh, behavior when brethren meet with without strangers, but not in lodge formed. Mm -hmm. So basically downstairs at Jimmy's. Yep. <laughs> So downstairs at Jimmy's, you are to salute one another in a courteous manner, as you oh. will be instructed, <laughs> calling each brother, brother, freely giving mutual instruction as shall be thought expedient without being overseen or overheard and without encroaching upon each other or degrading. De, no, Darrow, 
derogating. It's yeah. because it's split between two pages. Derogating mm. from that respect, which is due to any brother, were he not a Mason. For though all Masons are as brethren upon the same level, yet Masonry takes no honor from a man that he had before. Nay, rather, it adds to his honor, especially if he has deserved well of the brotherhood, who must give honor to whom it is due and avoid all ill manners. Okay. So if the mayor is a Mason and he walks into Jimmy's, you can't be like, F you, you're not the mayor in here, goddammit. Like, you have to give him his... I mean, still treat him with respect. Treat him with respect as a brother and for what his station is outside the lodge. Yep. And if you're giving instruction, so if you're talking about ritual aspects or something like that, you have to do it uh, as shall be thought expedient without being overseen or overheard. So obviously mm. keep the secret secret. If you're down in the pub after and you're trying to tell somebody right. how they should be walking or speaking or whatever during ritual or right. whatever. Uh, four, behavior in the Mason, in the presence of strangers, not Masons. All right. You uh, shall be cautious in your words and carriage that the most penetrating stranger shall not be able to discover or find out what is not proper to be intimated. And sometimes you shall divert a discourse and manage it prudently for the honor of the worshipful fraternity. That's pretty self-explanatory. And that's still in our uh, yep. charges mm-hmm. today. I, I, I mean, we really don't need to really get into that one. Five. Yeah, maintain behavior, the dignity. Right? Behavior at home and in your neighborhood. All right, you are to act as becomes a moral and wise man, particularly not let your family, friends, and neighbors know the concerns of the lodge, but this. wisely to consult your own honor and that of the ancient brotherhood for reasons not to be mentioned here. You must also consult your health, but not continuing together too late or too long from home after lodge hours are passed, and by avoiding of gluttony or drunkenness, that your families be not neglected or injured, nor you disabled from working. I'm, this is probably a tough one. <laughs> uh, so don't get hung Don't get all banged up yeah. and then go home. Be aware of your, your health, your age, your conditions, um, because... You know, you have a responsibility to right. the community and your family to earn wages and, and support them. So don't put yourself in a position where you won't be able to do that. Yeah. Don't wake up in the morning and your Ford's parked on your front lawn, basically. Yeah, and don't air the lodge's dirty laundry with non-Masons. Yes. And it even says your family, friends, or neighbors. So it flat out says, yeah. like, don't go home and bitch your old lady. Like, yeah. About something that happened. That son of a bitch, Joe tried swindling and taking over the chili cook-off and said that. <laughs> Babe, let me tell you what Mester did tonight. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Uh, last one, big one, and then we'll we'll finish it off. Six behavior towards a strange brother. You are cautiously to examine him in such a method as prudence shall direct you, that you may that you may not be imposed upon by an ignorant false pretender. Whom you are to reject with contempt and derision. Now that's a little bit counter to what we say, right? Well, if he's if he's trying to falsely work his way in, I think we should could show some you contempt. Deride him a little bit. Yeah, to... that's true. It's not like he's making fun of the fraternity, right? Those who, through ignorance, no, may ridicule it. These guys are trying no. to like they're trying to get in to see what the hell we're doing. Right. Exactly. <clears throat> so I would, yeah, it's, I we had a little one. contempt their way. And we had one once too. Yeah. And beware of giving him any hints of knowledge. But if you discover him to be a true and genuine brother, you are to respect him accordingly. And if he is in want, you must relieve him if you can, or else direct him how he may be relieved. 
You must employ him some days or else recommend him to be employed. But you are not charged to do beyond your ability, only to prefer a poor brother that is a good man and true before any other poor people in the same circumstances. But most especially a brother. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Finally, all these charges you are to observe, and also those that shall be communicated to you in another way, cultivating brotherly love, the foundation and capstone, the cement of glory of this ancient fraternity, avoiding all wrangling and quarreling, all slander and backbiting, nor permitting others to slander any honest brother. Uh, I should be better about that, because you guys, you guys be slandering over her. But defending his character and doing him all good offices, as far as is consistent with your honor, uh, with your honor and safety, and no farther. And if any of them do you injury, you must apply to your own or his lodge, and from thence you may appeal to the Grand Lodge at the quarterly communication. Quarterly. Mm. Huh. And from thence to the annual Grand Lodge, as has been the ancient laudable conduct of our forefathers in every nation, never taking a legal course, but when the case cannot be otherwise decided, and patiently listening to the honest and friendly advice of master and fellows, when they would prevent your going to law with strangers, or would excite you to put a speedy period to all lawsuits, that you may mind the affair of masonry, with the more alacrity and success, but with respect to brothers, fellows at law, the master and the brethren should kindly offer their mediation, uh, which ought to be thankfully submitted to by the contending brethren. And if that submission is impracticable, they must, however, carry on the process of lawsuit without wrath or rancor, in parentheses, not in the common way, Huh? saying or doing nothing which may hinder brotherly love and good offices to be renewed and continued, that all may see the benign influence of masonry, as all true masons have done from the beginning of the world, and will do so until the end of time. Amen, so mote it be. So mote it be. So mote it be. Interesting. It's so cool to, to like see how it originally was written, and then you compare it to what it is now, and it's like, wow, like they changed couple things for the for the most part i mean the charges still remain yeah it's nothing nothing too different uh slight mm-hmm. wording differences slight things they took out um threw a couple of things down in the rules and regs that changed yeah. some of this right you can't appeal to grand lodge yeah. for every little thing anymore mm-hmm. um yeah other so, than that um as for uh, a stranger or a, a strange brother uh yeah we had one here he came in from out of state said he was from out of state but he didn't know any of the grips of words and all that stuff so we had to be very careful about uh what we said around him and then sure shit he didn't come back again um when we conducted our business we made him leave the room and then he was allowed to come back in and uh i mean he never came back because we challenged him we told him basically you can't come back unless you can prove you know where you're from and realistically, he did it wrong anyway, because if he wanted to visit a lodge out of state, he should have reached out to the Grand Secretary and exactly. did it that way. So, you know, we made him take the Tyler's Oath, which is still a thing. We'll have to cover that one day, too. That'd be a good one, the Tyler's Oath. Mm-hmm. Basically swearing that you're a mason and you're not a bullshit artist. Um, but, yeah, pretty interesting. What do you guys think? <clears throat> was that guy, uh, without getting into detail, was that the guy from Washington, allegedly, or something? He, oh, that one. Okay. That guy. Was that the one you were talking about, George, or was this a different no, guy? No, this okay. was a different guy. This okay. was a guy who was from Massachusetts. Oh, okay. 
those mass holes. There's another guy that's floating around. Like recently. Yeah. Oh, yeah. recently. Like, yeah. Oh, no. Recent this communication is, came yeah. out about that. I remember like this year. That. Yeah. yeah. No, this is back in the day. So what, what is the guy? Is he full of shit? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's not a mason. He's not a mason. He's no. just trying to bust in. Yep. Yeah. And he's, yeah. Wait, Washington or Washington State? I think he said he was, it was like Washington State, like somewhere. He picked somewhere like yeah, I think he just far away in a different yeah. time zone so that it would be hard. Like we don't have telephones and can't call their grand lodge. Right. Mm. But yeah, he's he's shown up in a few places trying really? to get it. Yeah, they actually sent out an email with his picture. And Appendant bodies too, not just blue lodges. Oh, so, no kidding. Yeah. yeah. So stay frosty out there, brothers. Yeah, keep These your eyes open. Happen. Guard the West Gate. Yep. Um, other than that. I think this was a pretty pretty good episode. Nothing uh, nothing else I got to add, unless you guys do. Still kind of be summed Some, up. In, one yeah. of our fans said the wig is sexy as f, so I will oh. take that. Well, Appreciate I, that. I, Thank I, you. Hmm. Um, yeah, take it home. See, it's a sacrifice because the little strands of hair are going in my eyes. No, it looks like somebody <laughs> sacrificed itchy. an animal on your head. Sacrifice <laughs> <laughs> needs a little style change. Yeah, be updated. But anyway. Cool. I got, I got nothing else. Still, most of those I can boil down to my two rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah you can. Mm-hmm. So, which again, for those listening at home, or don't be an asshole. Mind your business. Mm-hmm. Yep. Words Sounds to good. live by. What do you say, brothers? We go enjoy the rest of this cloudy Sunday. Let's wrap it up. Yeah, crappy day. Why not? All right. And for the Freemasons podcast, I am right worshipful George Mudry signing off. Thank you for listening. Worshipful brother Joe signing off. And Worshipful Brother Ken oh, God. signing off. <laughs> we need, like, Masterpiece Theater. Uh, <laughs> it's the music. best I can do. All right, guys. Have a good one. Goodbye, Peace. everybody. Konnichiwa.